everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it does not have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. For that to happen, it takes two things. We have to keep giving you guys some really good content, and you have to help share our valuable message. So if you hear of somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based company, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me, as always, is David Hilton. You know, Mitch, I was really surprised when I saw Austin today. Why is that? I thought you were going to fire his ass last week. Oh, after last week? <laughs> he's got a Google machine ready yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's on got, the game now. Yeah, he's on it now. <laughs> I just I saw his car. I thought, mm, one more week? He snuck in here, too. We're back. Oh, you mean he did? He came in and didn't say hi? No, well, no. So. He just thought, oh, shit, I'm getting fired, so don't say anything. No, just my, sneak in here. My 10-year-old <laughs> is, uh, he's a little bit of a space cadet. He's... A little bit. He's a lot of bit of a space cadet. And, gets uh, that from his mother. I, get, I had to work a little <laughs> late today, so I come home, I shower, and there's a knock on the shower door. Like, I step out of the shower, and there's a knock on the door. And I'm like, come in. And it's my 10-year-old. And I guess he's 11 now. Yeah. Um, Dad, I'm getting hair in weird places. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's already a thing. Uh no, he's got his, he's holding something in his hands. I'm like, what do you have in your hands? It's like making a mess. He goes, I smashed a piece of your charcoal in the press trying to make a diamond. <laughs> and the, the first thing that comes to mind is like... First thing that comes to my mind is why the fuck would he carry it up carpeted stairs yeah. to your room? I'm like, you've got a shattered <laughs> piece of charcoal that you've just carried all the way through the house. What's my house look like? Right? So then, it's like they haven't been raised at all. <laughs> he claims his teacher. <laughs> he claims his teacher told for to ten do years. What do you mean, just let him run fucking crazy or what? So, so I send him back downstairs, right? With the jargle. With, with, yeah, I'm like, go so put you that didn't away. Have him don't just make throw a mess. it in the trash right there. You, you just no, let I, him walk through the house again. Go put that okay, away. Okay, I'm well, I mean, his hands, his hands are already a, black. I see right? a pattern of bullshit here. So. I finished getting ready out of the shower, and I come downstairs to try to make something quick for dinner before everybody gets over here for the show. I haven't eaten yet. And Actually, that's not true. I had three beers, so. And in that process, Mason grabbed my attention upstairs and was talking to me about something. Well, then I come downstairs. The garage door's standing wide open. Danielle's running groceries in and out, and Grant is cleaning one hell of a mess <laughs> of charcoal <laughs> from, like, the kitchen floor and the garage floor and everything. And I'm like, oh, what man. in the hell happened? Right. It's a mistake you only make once. Yeah. So, so then I look outside and Austin's car's here, and I'm like, "Where is Austin? He, like, he wasn't anywhere to be found. Well, he's already up here setting up. Grant killed him, buried him in the backyard. Something. <laughs> Apparently, it was Austin's getting thrown under the bus is the reason there's a mess is because Austin came in and scared the bejesus out of oh, Grant, yeah. and Grant. Made nah. a mess. No, nah, he tried to crack oh, that charcoal Austin's and fault. it exploded. Yeah. we know. We all know what happened. Yeah. We- <laughs> Is he trying to say it's my fault because I scared him? Yeah. This this oh, is man. the same kid who, like, 
the dog hovers around every night at dinner. Like, oh yeah, I got to pick them scraps up, man. He knows who it's coming from. Yeah. Too. So yeah, that's like Layla. Like at first it was just that, but now it's like she just feeds the dog. I'm like, Janine and Layla both. They, the dog will come up to them and literally be like in their face. I yep. mean, I'm talking nose to nose while they're eating something, and they'll be like, "Go away, go away, go away." And then two feed, minutes later, feed, feed them it. thirty seconds later, and I'm like, "You know that's why the dog's in your face, right?" Right. Like this is not. Notice how he's not by me. Rocket right. science. No, she comes over there. I kick her. I'm like, get out of here. No, I, I just I don't get it. I, I can't. I can't uh, hate him too much because that's me in our house. You're feeding Gunner all the time. He, he. It's not even begging. He's just waiting. No, <laughs> he's, he's just real round. <laughs> he's like a. He's like a. Swiss cake roll, like perfectly. Like a he's, like he's a, a land seal. He's like a Twinkie with four <laughs> little tiny legs. He's, he's like perfectly round. He's he's not overweight. Mm, he's just yeah. big. Uh, yeah, he's big boned. You can see his ribs. Yeah, uh-huh. he's big boned. Yeah, you can see his ribs. Uh-huh. Hundred pounds, but you can see his ribs. Uh-huh. All right, on with the show, Mitch. What on do you want to talk about today? The show. So what today, do you want to talk about? We've hit on advertising and marketing in the past, um, but in the past we've talked about it for that like brand new emerging business and how you probably don't need to be doing much advertising or marketing. Um, but tonight, or today, or whatever time you're listening to this show, um, we are going to talk about marketing and advertising for those businesses that have a couple of guys and they're looking to grow. Um, because word-of-mouth advertising, um, you, I mean, you could live forever. Like, you could live literally forever on word-of-mouth advertising. However... On two to three employees. Yes. If you want growth, if you want growth, you've got to start thinking to about start advertising. Mm, what am Tesla. I going to do here? What's that? Unless you're Tesla, they don't spend any money on marketing. Okay. They oh, that. they spend boatloads on marketing. They just do it in different ways. Yeah. So they they spend gobs on marketing. It's just through different avenues. Yeah, it's not commercials. The, I mean, TV's dead. I mean, let's be honest. TV's dead. How many videos have you seen on YouTube when Tesla sends you their Christmas file to your car? <clears throat> And they'll tell you to go out your to your car and press play. Well, it's like and all they of a don't sudden, spend money like on marketing as far as like billboards and TV commercials and stuff, but they'll get other people to like post videos of that. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen videos of the cars playing Trans Siberian Orchestra and flashing the lights, and the doors go up and down on their own, and the lights are like it's like a little laser light show in your car, right? And and it's something Tesla sends them. That's marketing. Tesla spent gobs of money programming that and yeah. getting it out to all the cars, knowing that the moment they do this, somebody's going to hit record and poof. Yeah. It's marketing. Yeah. So everyone everyone markets. It's just in different ways. Yeah. Right? Um, unless you're like, oh, what's the knockoff? My mind just went blank. What's the knockoff to Dr. Uh, Dr. Thunder? Dr. Thunder. <laughs> Love me some Dr. Thunder. It tastes the same, just a little flatter. Been been in business forever, <laughs> not a dime spent on marketing. <laughs> that's just a Don't drink. Know how they do it? That's a drink that just always shows up at like the summer picnics. Yeah. Like, like where did this come from? No one knows. Like who brought this? Yeah. But they're no here. First here. off, I love RC Cola. Ever seen a? And it's cheap garbage. And ever seen a commercial yeah. for ginger ale? I haven't either. <laughs> ginger ale? I don't think I have. I don't know if I have or not. So. They're, I mean, they're marketing. It's just in different ways, right? Yeah. So, but for in-home service professionals, you will eventually need to be doing a little bit of marketing if you plan to grow. So, 
we're going to talk about some very real things that like um, things that I've done and things that I'm doing in our company for marketing. Um, not to say it's like we're doing it right because I, I honestly don't know. I'm just doing. I'm just making the best with what I have to work with. But um, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about free stuff, or you want to talk about spending some money? Um, well, obviously. So we've talked about the free stuff in the past, right? Doing amazing service, asking your customers <clears throat> for reviews, door hangers. Well, door hangers aren't free. Door hangers aren't free, and and if you think <clears throat> about the time involved in hanging them, unless you can find somebody to hang them for you, um, you got kids. It's, it's very costly. Very costly, very time-consuming. Can be. To hang them, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, a, it's a very slow process. And that's the same thing as, you know, going to your local small businesses and, you know, giving them business cards and say, hey, if you refer someone, right. you know, we'll give you 10% off of, you know, whatever service you yeah. need here. Yeah. You know, that's, it, it's quote unquote free, but you are spending time. Yeah. And resources to have the cards made up and to go there, but it is a cheap alternative yeah. to it's the, incentivized networking. Yeah, to actual commercials or actual billboards. And man, when we were in Warrensburg, you know, Warrensburg was great. They had they had like local billboards. Yeah. So th- the billboard was like I don't know three by five. They had different sizes, three by five. Then they had like you know, four by eight sheets of plywood or whatever. And then they'd have, they'd have three or four stacked on each other or a group of two. And you could advertise in those small towns for cheap. Yeah. I mean, it was really cheap and you could have it up an entire year, you know, and then move it four streets over. I mean, it was almost free advertising, right? you know, and there are a lot of those. I think it's more prevalent in small towns yep. than it is, but I've also seen guys do, so if they have, um, like an example here, if you knew someone that was in downtown Blue Springs and they had a little shop, you could put up a two by four uh, billboard in their window, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey man, help me out. Let me, you know, let me do this. Or if you let me advertise, I'll knock 5% off the work you're already having me do. Right. You know, those are cheap ways that aren't necessarily free. Right. But... So I once heard a story about a guy, uh, there was a local coffee shop in town and they needed a new air conditioning unit. And so the air conditioning company is a very, uh, aggressive marketer. Uh, he told the guy, dude, I'll give you 20% off of your AC unit. If you let me put my logo on your cup sleeves. And so he got his logo and phone number, his, his heating and cooling company logo and phone number on the small town local coffee nice. shop cup sleeves. And it he knocked 20% off the bill. So, I mean, he's paying for it. Plus, he had to probably buy the sleeves and print yeah. them up and everything else. But, I mean, everybody who was buying coffee got his, yeah. you know, got his info. So, um, there are a lot of creative small ways like that. <clears throat> Just think outside the box. And if you if you don't have any good ideas, um, just Google, hey, clever ways to advertise my small business. Right. I mean, stuff will come up. Yeah. You know, send, send Mitch an email. Hey, man, I, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Right. You know, we'll talk about it on the show. Hey, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, pass it on to the next guy. Well, and that's kind of what inspired this show. Um, we had somebody email us in, ironically, just today. Um, let me find it here. So oh, I can, man, caught him off guard. Uh, well, I just wanted to make sure I named them correctly. You know, I think if you have 15 um, seconds of dead Brandon air time. Brandon Veda, V-E-D-A. Um, and they're based out of Dayton, Ohio. So uh, he's listened to every show we have. Really? Yeah. 
Tell um, him to send us some shirts. Email, be like, hey, man, we've been doing this for free. In exchange, for, for, we'll take one of your company shirts. Yeah, for eight months we've been doing this for free. How about some T-shirts? Yeah. I almost hit up Jorge the other day. He, yeah. I like what he's doing. He's got he's, a cool looking logo. He has a it, Diaz. Yeah. It's it's really cool. I almost hit him up and say, "Hey man, how about a couple of free shirts, yeah. dude?" Yeah. So <laughs> Brandon emailed in um, uh, with questions on marketing. He they're a larger comp. I don't want to say larger company. They're they're in that middle ground area. Um, he's got like four to five employees. Um, he actually has the Lowe's water heater account in his area. So he's got two guys that are dedicated to just putting water heaters in for Lowe's. Yeah. Um, and then he's got a couple of other plumbers. And so he rattled off, you know, some of his numbers and everything else. And he was talking about what he can do for marketing. Um, so in that position, you end up needing to market a little bit. And the reason why is because now it's no longer just enough work to keep you and your other couple of people busy. It's, I mean, you're building a team and you owe it to them to keep their schedules full. So um, the first thing you're going to want to do is get with a search engine optimization company that you are confident in. Um, and uh, let me just start out by saying every single search engine optimization company thinks they're amazing. There's not a single company out there that doesn't think they're amazing in that arena all they are advertisers but this is they're just a new wave of advertisers and all advertisers they think they're the shit right oh i can make this commercial i can oh man we're gonna make you an ad it's just gonna be the baddest thing oh people are gonna love it yeah then you sign up and you get three garbage examples you're like man come on ultimately you're gonna need to go with somebody that you feel really really comfortable with there's a lot of really good companies out there it's just a matter of which one do you feel the most comfortable with. Um, I had mentioned on a previous show that we were switching our SEO company, and and I had no problems with the old company. Like, there was nothing, no problems there. It's just there's another company that I feel is going to be able to take us to the next level a little better. And the reason why I feel that way is they have a proven track record of doing it with plumbing, heating, and cooling companies. Um I watched them take one company from four million to thirty-four million in four years. So um, they know what they're doing. It's just a matter of how much money you can dedicate to it, and then also what are you doing with their results, right? Like this this particular marketing company, they'll actually challenge us back, and they'll be like, "Hey, we got you a hundred extra leads. Why'd your revenue not increase?" Like they'll literally go, you know, you're wasting your money with us if you're not making more from the leads we got you. So that that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Your leads sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can be the case sometimes. Yeah. Where um, are you getting these phone numbers? Are you just buying them and then sending them to me yeah. saying these people need a water heater? No, they're they're not. <clears throat> I mean, for right now we're just using them for SEO. Um, but um, people that understand SEO, they, so. SEO is a little bit different for in-home service companies than it is for a lot of other companies, right? Um, you, if you are a small guy coming up in a big town, you will never outspend the big players in your town, ever. It is literally impossible. Um, let's see, in our market here in the Kansas City area, We've got one company that does over a hundred million a year. We've got another company that's doing like fifty million a year, and we've got another company that's doing like forty million a year. Yeah, and then there's about, probably three or four 
that are doing there's probably more like five or ten that are doing between 25 and 50 there's yeah I mean, I'm just talking the big ones, right? Yeah. And then there's a whole shit ton of companies between them and where we are. Yeah. So to think that you're going to go with an SEO company and you're going to push for being number one when they search these exact words in this area and all of this stuff, like, well, that's you why, can't. Yeah. They, they will outspend you every day of the week. That's why when you Google, the first one that comes up that says ad you the, know, the, what, t- the they first have three spent, are ads. They have spent the most money. Well, you know, so the, the and first used a search optimization company. So, so they have combined all their resources to get them to number one. Yeah. So the, anytime you Google anything, the top three search results are always a paid search result. People have n- not only just spent money with an SEO company, they've literally paid Google money to be in those top three spots. Yeah. And those top three spots are out for market daily. Like, yeah. if demand is high, those spots cost more. If demand yeah. is low, those spots cost less. Okay. Um, outside of those top three spots, then you start getting into the actual, like, Google algorithms and Google analytics and everything else that show where you rank. Well, ultimately, you don't need to be, you know, like, let's say we're, we're, we serve, you know, we're in Blue Springs, Missouri, a tiny town. It's a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri, right? You don't need to like, like, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of like 20 cities in our service area. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, there's 20 cities in our service area. And to think that we could pay enough to be, you know, Plumber in Blue Springs, plumber in Lee Summit, plumber in Kansas City, plumber in Independence, you know, and be like the number one in all of those is just insane. And so um, you don't really want to necessarily push those. You want to get with a company that is going to understand what search results pay your bills, and then they're going to push to land those. So it might be plumber in Blue Springs, but it might also be like garbage disposal in blue springs yeah um or or something like th- it's not necessarily going to be the hot keywords yeah. that pay your bills yeah some people some people will type in um new water heater blue springs right kitchen faucet isn't working blue springs right you know it's not always what you think it is you right. know it's not always i need a plumber in blue springs so it I say plumber just because you're a plumber, but sometimes people don't know what they need. No. You know, like, so in HVAC, this is, it's super confusing. Some people will type in heating and cooling. Some people will type in air conditioner. Some people will type in AC. Furnace. Some people don't even know that HVAC stands for heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, my business was advanced HVAC. I literally had customers ask me, what is the HVAC, like, three months in, and I immediately panicked and went, oh, shit. People don't even know what that – like, you know, I always knew what it was, and I never thought for one second. But a search engine optimization company is going to look at all those analytics – but you know what I mean? If if you're a uh, if you're a mason, you know people don't know that bricklayer is a mason. Right. You know, just as another example, a a barber is not necessarily a hairstylist. Right. Okay. A barber is more of a men's haircut shop. Right. You know, a so they look at all that data, and it doesn't necessarily. If you're in a smaller town like we are. It doesn't have to cost you a ton 
to get that expert analysis. Are you going to spend some money? Yeah. But if you have two or three employees, you have that money or should have that money to be moving your company forward. Like we talk about in all the other episodes. If you're just starting out and it's just you, most of this stuff is going to be not for you. You're still going to be in that area of door hangers and word of mouth right. and Facebook manipulation and yeah. you know all the things that you can control on a very low budget. Um, what am I thinking? Trying to say um, a low budget methodology. All, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And and you're um, you you don't go away from all that stuff once you start traditional marketing either. The traditional marketing adds to it, right? Yeah, you still, you want, still do that stuff. You still want your guys asking for the Google reviews. You still want your guys, um, you know, making sure they mention to every customer how important their recommendation is and how important their referral is to us and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's still it, and it also always starts with customer service. Right. So when you when you start moving on to, I, I see guys do this a lot. They'll move on to advertising and, and getting bigger. And you know this, you worked at some big companies. They start to lose focus on what originally got them started mm-hmm. was the great customer service. Yep. If you want to be big eventually and still be great, you still have to start every meeting with your guys that, hey, look, Customer service is still number one. Right. These are our first few things we ask for. Customer service, Google review, thank you for your, you know, whatever. Recommendation. And then keep rolling from there. Yep. I hate when I see big companies lose sight of that. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you see on their reviews and um, on Facebook or wherever, oh, man, I had them out today and they were just, this kid hadn't had, he had been working in the industry for two months. You could tell he didn't know what he was doing. Yep. You know, you still have to maintain that focus. That's the that's the mentality grow. that you can, you can screw everybody over in the city once. And by the time you screwed them over once there's been enough people to move into the city that you have new fresh meat. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, they don't care about getting your recommendation. They want to come in and sting you once and then they're going to go to somebody else. And then, yeah, move on. Yep. A a similar thing. It's in a different field of like my, my favorite director is Chris Nolan. And what he does is before he starts production on a film, he writes in one paragraph what he wants the movie to accomplish, what he wants it to be and what it needs to be. And he carries that around the whole time. Because there's lots of opportunity as you get caught up with the decisions and this and that, you can you can kind of easily lose sight. So he has that to kind of always yeah. reel them back. You in lose back. focus of the beginning. That's, yeah. of that's your core values. Mm-hmm. That's you know always staying anchored to your core values. That's huge. Yeah. So um, you know another possibility these days um, is you can do some very specific targeted TV ads, um, and it's not crazy expensive to do. Um, Not around here on local TV. Right. TV is basically dead anyway. 10 or 15 years ago, if you wanted to advertise on TV, it was going to cost you a boatload because you were literally advertising to every viewer on that channel at that time. Yeah. Well, nowadays with digital TV, they can do some pretty crazy stuff. Um, You can can dial down your targeted consumer of your ad so specific that... If three people on the same street are watching the same show at the same time, only one of them might actually see your ad. The other two will see a completely different commercial. Yeah. So um, it's pretty it's pretty awesome what you can do there. So um, now TV ads do come with some production costs, and they come with 
um, some some front loaded costs on that end, right? You have to put the TV ads together and everything else. Yeah. But it is a possibility, and it doesn't have to cost a fortune. Um, real life example: we're getting ready to drop some TV ads. They're only going to play to one gender. They're only playing in one city, and they're only playing to homeowners. Our 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 targeted area is women in Lee Summit who own a home. That's that's like how narrow our target is starting out. We're we we've got it set up to where we'll quickly expand to men and women who own a home, but we want to start with women first. Um, because are you in this ad? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> have, have you seen them? Have you seen? I've or, seen the little ones on the. Oh, yeah. so there's the same thing. So okay, we're, gotcha. We're, we're putting those on TV. Okay, so, gotcha. So I've um, seen it. Okay. Yeah, if you guys follow me on social media, uh, on Facebook, <laughs> you've probably seen like the. A, hey guys, uh, well, my name is Mitch Smelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that at all. Um, yeah, I thought that's what it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're little fifteen and thirty second clips that that just basically highlight the pain of of when plumbing goes south. So, um, but but we're we're very very targeted on who we're putting those to, um, and and for that it's costing us three thousand dollars a month, which is insanely cheap. Is that why you're doing so, just women first and then three thousand dollars a month for yeah. those? You know what I just realized is that I've been advertising for you on this podcast for eight months and haven't got a dime. Yeah, well, we haven't done a single job either. You straight at me. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's, I mean, Dave's about, he might be getting paid. Well, let's see. Brandon here listening in from Ohio who owns a plumbing company, I don't think he's going to call me for plumbing. So I don't think you're really advertising to too many people. No, probably not. In other not. words, our customers don't listen to this show, and it's probably good they don't. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few, fair, yeah, fair amount probably, of F-bombs, right? That's probably fucking true. <laughs> so um, some general guidelines if you're, if you're getting into marketing. Um, if you are like an HVAC company, um, you have a higher revenue than plumbing companies do because your equipment cost is so high. So HVAC companies are going to be spending around six to eight percent of their monthly revenue in marketing. Like that's your max number. You don't want to go beyond that number. And if you have somebody trying to push you beyond that number, you need to find a new somebody. Okay. Look, look before we get into that, you need to have a plan before you start. Yeah. You need to do your research. You need to have a budget for you, sure. You need to do your research and have say, hey, look, okay, this is what we can afford to do. This is what we're trying to do with that money. And if you go to someone that's trying to push you beyond that, oh, no, we can do it for the – just keep looking. Yeah. Okay, you do not – don't let don't let advertisers sell you. Right. Okay, you're hiring them. Right. Don't just get caught up in the fantasy land that, oh, we're going to get you a million customers and we're going to get you 150 new leads a week. Well, Have and- your plan – have your budget and stick to that, or it could really bite you in the ass later. Right. So that's the that's the challenge with like the old school way of TV. Yeah. The old school way of TV was the the TV sales guy. This the like let's say you were gonna you were gonna advertise on the school closings at the local news. Yeah. Right? That's the stupidest thing in the world to do, because a majority of the people watching those school closings aren't your customer. Right. Who watches school closings? Children. You, well, a, a child can't buy you, buy all, them. All parents. 
but nowadays parents by way of children right you know the child's the one glued to the little moniker at the bottom well, waiting for their nowadays they get a text yeah they call me at four, oh it makes right. me so mad 3.30 a.m. oh snow day tomorrow I'm yeah. like so it's like not only do I have to like, watch my kid all day I have to be woken up at 3.30 yeah, yeah. and now you're telling me I had a day I could have slept in because one of us is going to have to stay home with her today yeah but now I'm up, so am I just going to work? What am I? You know, it's like they just right. fucked up the whole day. So, like, general open broadcast marketing is pretty silly to advertise on because you don't know really who's watching, right? And yeah. they're gonna they're gonna pimp you with all this bullshit of oh, we've done all this research and so many are homeowners and you know blah blah blah. It's still like like advertising on the radio. It's still on the radio. Everybody listens to the radio. If you're an in-home service company, renters aren't your customer. So literally every time a renter hears your ad, yeah, you are wasting money. Yeah. That's that's money down the drain. And so you you want to steer your ads away from renters. Um you know things like that. So uh, if you're an HVAC company, the max budget you want to be spending for advertising is about 6 to 8% of your monthly revenue. Um and if you need to extrapolate that out, like take your annual revenue and then Divide that amongst the months, right? Because sometimes if you're an HVAC company, we're getting basic here. Well, I know, I know, but <laughs> but what I'm saying is is yeah. if it's March, yeah, and you're an HVAC company, your monthly revenue sucks ass. Um, most likely, March was like our first kickoff month. Like February was the slowest, okay. and then March was so like in March we started all of our. Uh, service agreements yeah, okay. start in March. So, so that's like your that's like your warm up to get going. But yeah, you're right. So maybe the end of March into April, that's when you're starting to push. Yeah, so what's going to be the onslaught that is May? Yeah, so take your annual revenue divided by 12 and be spending that each month. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, because even oh, though yeah. February is the slow month, you don't want to slow your marketing down. No, it stays the same. You want to be in that customer's top of mind awareness so that come March and April and May, when it starts getting warm, they know who to call. Yeah. Right. So, um, plumbers, um, because you don't have a crazy high equipment cost, you're not buying, like, you know, an HVAC company goes and does a $12,000 furnace and AC job. Well, 6,000 of that might be the equipment, right? Um, okay. <laughs> Just saying. 3,500. Maybe. Yeah. If so it, if you're if it's twelve grand, it's more like thirty five hundred. Okay. Well, so a plumber goes and does a twelve thousand dollar job. He does not have thirty five hundred in expenses. No. So uh, it's a whole lot more labor intensive. It's probably a lot more profit that way. It takes yeah. a lot more time. But um, so plumbers' numbers are a little bit different. Plumbers, you want to be spending about eight to ten percent of your annual revenue towards marketing. Now, what goes into that budget is a whole lot of shit. Like. Anything you produce with a late, like with your logo on it, that's marketing. Yeah. Our uniforms is marketing. Our truck wraps are marketing. Mitch paid for the golf tournament we played in. That's marketing. That's marketing. Right. Right. When's um, the next one? We got our logo on every ball. They, they handed out a no sleeve answer. of balls. I just love that. No, that answer. When's the next yeah. one? Just keeps on talking. Like, you don't <laughs> fucking hear what I'm saying. That that was good marketing because we, we put... It was fun, too. Our logo got on... Every every attendee of that golf tournament got a sleeve of balls with our logo on it, right? Yeah. And they don't even know it. They're, they're Four or five hours later, they go home and they're like, oh, shit, I got a ball with smedley plumbing on it. Yeah. I launched oh. one of mine in the woods the other day by accident. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So... It's my Mitch um, ball. <laughs> that's that's just kind of a high level overview of where you need to be thinking. But if you're a growing company, you're gonna need to be doing a little bit of marketing, and that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. So, 
Um, next topic on the list is implement now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month. If you have a wild and crazy idea that you think would be really cool, do it now. Yeah. Really talking about people being, and we talked about it just a little bit before the show, about people being scared to do something new. You know, someone has an idea for a business, you know, just say it's t-shirts. Say you want to make t-shirts. Okay. Go do it. What are you doing, dude? Just uh, I don't, spilled trying, to, trying to ruin the <laughs> fucking equipment here. I mean, people, I feel like I hear, you know, friends of mine, close friends of mine, acquaintances of mine, you know, you'll go to a party, someone's turning 40, whatever. There'll be eight or 10 guys, gals sitting around drinking some beers. Having, and there's always talk from three or four people about, oh man, I had this idea, I want to do this. Hey man, I've been at this manufacturing company for 20 years and I want to go out on my own. I want to start my own machine shop. And you just, you hear all these little tidbits and all these little ideas and you're thinking, oh, you know what, they'd be good at that. Oh, this person would be good at that. And then nothing ever comes of it. You know, and I think it's because people are afraid. You know, they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. They feel like they have to be 150% prepared when really they could get out on their own being 75% prepared or if they would just listen to our steps the first they could prepare slowly and get there right. which is the whole point of this show and I feel like a lot of people miss out on opportunity because they just they feel like if they don't get permission from themselves to start or if they don't get permission from their dad or their mom or their spouse or their buddy or whoever they look up. I feel, I really feel like it's from themselves most of the time. Right. You know, like they're, I'm waiting for a sign. I'm waiting. Quit fucking around. Yeah. I mean, if you really think that you can do it and you can get after it and you're willing to put in the, a lot of people aren't willing to put in the work, let's be honest. But if you're willing to put in the work and really think you can make it happen, then go do it. And if you leave yourself an out, you'll never do it. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's what an out is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it gives me an option to fall back on, right? You have to have like a, Andy Frisella calls it a zero options mentality. I have no other option but to do this and to do it very well and to succeed. What did they teach us in high school? They, they tell you to pick out your careers, right? And you'd write them, you'd write down what you want to do, and they said, "Okay, what's your fallback option?" Oh yeah, yeah. There was always the fallback option. Yeah. Okay, if you don't get that degree, what's your fallback degree? Yeah. What school what's are you your... applying for? If you don't get that one, which one are you going to like? What's and your second focused, choice? They focused on that. I feel like almost more yeah. than they focused on you going to get what you considered your dream job. Yeah, and I think, I think teachers. I, I don't want to throw teachers under the bus because. It's not really, I don't think it's their fault, but if you don't go for your dream, you're going to do everything else half-ass. Yep. Okay? So they're, and they're trying to pair, prepare you for either situation, but the people that are very successful, athletes, you know, movie stars, regular guys like Mitch who knew he wanted to start his own business... Those people just take their dream and go with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't, 
they don't say, oh, well, I I'm going to half-ass it, and I'm going to go back and work over here if it doesn't work out. No, you got to be all in. I still, I mean, I'm speaking from the truth here, because I suffered from paralysis by analysis for many years. I fell victim to the the bosses that say, oh, you never want to be, you never want to have your own company. It's just too risky. I wish I never would have done it. And I believed them. But, I mean, meanwhile... Like you don't even put like two and two together. Drives that, a Lamborghini to work, and well, you're yeah. like, oh, you, you don't you don't put yeah. two and two together that he's living a pretty badass life, and he's it's not like he's sold his company. Like yeah, he's he doesn't hate it that bad. He just right? wants you to stay. So he just a, wants you to stay, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, the, uh, another another thing that really brings this into perspective is how many people out there are damn good parents, but were never ready to be parents, right? Mm. Like. They they had kids. My hands up for those that are not. Yeah, like we weren't planning on having kids. We were like, no, we're not gonna have kids. Yeah, slip one past the goalie, yeah. didn't you? And then all of a sudden, at thirty one, Janine's like, well, I guess. And then now, I mean, I can't imagine like, right, not being a dad. You know, right? It's just it's like, oh, you found out a way to figure it out yeah. and, and be damn successful yeah, at it. Right? Hey, guess what? I'm good at this. Yeah, you know, it wasn't as hard as I thought. Right. But like you're getting to business is a lot. It's the same thing. Right. And so. If you if you wait until you're ready, you'll never do it, right? Because if you were actually ready, you would have done it already. Like, what prepares you for it is actually doing it. Yeah. That's the only thing that – like, hell, college – you go get a business degree from college. It does not prepare you to own a business. What prepares you to own a business is actually starting a business – and and going through the trials and tribulations and difficulties and struggles and highs and lows that come with starting a business. Yeah. I'm not going to throw Mitch under the bus here and it's going to sound like I am, but I'm not. Like when Mitch first started out, okay, he has this accountant. We've talked about this before. I mm-hmm. oh, mean, this guy is gal who I don't remember, just the best. Oh, awesome. Oh, man. Had to get another one. Now yep. we're thinking about getting another one again. But you know what? That You will not learn those things. If you don't do it, right. you can't wait to say, okay, when I'm ready to hire an accountant and I know everything about accounting, then I'll start my business. That's not how it works. Nope. You, The best lessons are learned the hard way yeah. sometimes. They're learned on hand sometimes, in the field. Sometimes it will put you out of business. Yep. Sometimes it will set you back two years. Sometimes it will set you back a week. Sometimes it will cost you five grand. Sometimes it will cost you 10. And then because you learned that lesson one time, it made you a hundred thousand the next time. Right. You just, some things you have to dive into and just get after Like that's how I did it. Yeah. I literally was working I hated HVAC. I wanted to get out of it. I went to work at Lake City for two weeks. They had an explosion there. A guy got killed. I was like, okay, I guess this isn't going to work out because they basically laid everyone off. Right. So people are calling me, hey, man, could you look at this furnace? Could you look at this air conditioner? Could you do – and then next thing I know, I was busy for two months, and I was like, well, I'm going to have to – okay. This is legit. So I just hired an accountant. My accountant set up my LLC for me for like $400. I had no idea how to do it on my own. I've said this before on the show. Yep. Literally, all it did was just, it was, it was literally one day at a time. Okay, what am I going to do this day? What am I going to do this day? And I, just like Mitch called me, I called guys, hey man, what, what do I do in this situation? What do I do? It's amazing that when your ass is on fire, you figure out a way to learn to move forward and to get jobs done in yep. order to make those paychecks and and get that business rolling nothing sitting on your ass talking about doing it 
or reading online about how to run a business or you know talking to your buddy who f- has three failed businesses is not going to help you no. as much as just starting it getting out there and doing it do you need to be prepared yes yeah. That's why we have this show. Hello, yeah. Because I, I've said this a moderate a level of preparation, times. but you're never completely prepared. Yeah, right? I wish I wish that I would have found something like this when I was starting out. Right. I mean, it just would have made so much sense. Oh man, if I just listen to these first, if I do this here, it's laid out episodes one through nine. If I do those things, yep. I got it. No, I just had to learn it the hard way. Right. So instead of it taking me. You know, nine hours of listening. It took two years of struggle. Right. Like, okay, I got it. I yeah. got it. Okay, I know what I'm doing now. Our first episodes don't tell you how to run a business. They just tell you how to set yourself up really well to start it. Once you start it, it's still on you. You still got to figure out all that shit. You got to figure out when your company phone loses signal for the day and customers can't call you. That's something you're going to have to figure out, right? You got to figure out when your one vehicle and you have in the company gets broken into or or blows a tire on the freeway and now you got to reschedule all your appointments or whatever the case like those are like shit just happens and you're gonna have to figure that out there's no amount of of prep that can handle you for that but you just got to get in there and do it and you just got to know like i mean a lot of listeners to this show Mm -hmm. have kids that they weren't planning on having so like if you could figure out your way through that you can i mean that's literally the hardest job in the world is raising a kid so is it if you could think well <laughs> i mean i do it half ass so <laughs> yeah. my kid tries to make charcoal diamonds so <laughs> but i mean if you can do that like you can literally do anything right right so um well said uh and, and that that's not only that's not only starting your business if you if you already own your business or you're already running with your business and you have this idea fucking do it last year uh, we just had our fall fun festival here in our city last year. I got this wild hair up my ass to like all these businesses sponsor the fall fun festival and all this stuff. Right. I got this wild hair up my ass. I'm like, I should go put our logo on all of the porta potties at the fall fun fest. Like we're plumbers. It's our job to make sure you have a place to go. Yeah. Like it just makes sense. We should sponsor those. So I called up the chamber of commerce that runs the fall fun fest and I'm like, hey, um, what would it take to have my logo on all the porta potties? And they were like, uh, we don't know. We've never been asked that. And I'm like, well, talk to whoever, get back to me quick, and let me know. Yeah. And so they came back with a number. It was like, it was cheap. It was, yeah, because they had no idea. They were they, like, they oh no, shit, right? And and so they they said it would be like X amount per restroom or something like that. And I'm like, well, how many restrooms are you having? And they're like, uh, I don't know. Let me get back to you. And so they come back to me and, and then they were like, well, okay, we'll do this amount. If you do like 10 of them, if we'll do this amount, if you do like this, um, you know, I'm like, what if I just do all of them? Cause in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, like, I don't know which restrooms people are going to use yeah. and where, yeah. like, so I need to have my logo on all of them. And so they had like 63 porta potties for this fall fun Sold. fest. Mm-hmm. And so I sponsored all of them. Right. Did and you do I, that this year? Yeah. So uh, now I'm like their anchor sponsor for the porta potties at the Fall Fun Fest, and it's fucking cool. Like it, our, it doesn't even have our phone number on it. We made up these fun signs that, and, and this was just this was literally a wild hair I got on my ass like one night. I, it was like a Thursday night or something, and I called up and realized it could actually happen. And so I got on my phone and made these designs on my phone. And by Friday morning, they were at the print shop getting printed 
and then delivered the next Monday. Nice. And and like one of them says like shark sighting, you know, beware, <laughs> enter, enter at your own risk. Um, one of them has like a no diving symbol. Right? I love it. Um, and then one of them says like, please keep your hands and feet inside the ride until it comes to a complete stop. Right. Like it's, it's playing on the poop humor. It's playing on the carnival stuff. Yeah, you know? I love it. But like they go on the fall fun fest last year. And literally the first night at the Fall Fun Fest, my messages were blowing up and people were tagging me all over Facebook. Free advertising. Because they're walking around the Fall Fun Fest and they go to take a piss and they're like, oh shit, shark sighting. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, So this year we did it again and the same thing happened again. All these people were tagging and everything else. So only now my (laughs) ideas kind of caught on. I tried to do it at the Lee Summit. Uh, uh, what do they call theirs? Oktoberfest or something like it's, that? It's this next weekend. Yeah. And and so I called him up, like, literally just yesterday. I called him up no, yesterday and I said, be on hey, top of it, dude. Uh, I know I'm late to the party for sponsoring the uh, Oktoberfest. And she said, yeah, all of our sponsor slots are full. And I'm like, do you have anybody sponsoring the porta potties? And she goes, we do, actually. This year, we do. It's a it's a poop scooping company that's sponsoring them. Oh, nice. Makes sense, right? Scooping yeah. poop, right? So I'm Did you sure, get on the list for next year, though? Uh, no, it, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll just call them back earlier in the year next year and get on it then. But, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this poop scooping, like I'm going to go to the Oktoberfest. Lee Summits is, is the best one in it's our huge. area. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't have very, very similar signs. Did you go? I don't know if you went, we, uh, we played a show at their October. They have live yeah. music yep. on a huge stage. Yep. It's nice. Yeah. It, uh, their Oktoberfest is the best yeah. fall yeah, festival around here. But, but that's what I mean. Like, don't, don't dilly dally around. The moment you get a wild hair like that, just fucking do it. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, I could have not called and then I never would have known, or I could have called and they said, yeah, sponsor them. It's going to be $5,000. And you I'd be like, okay, known. no. Yeah. Right. You would have at least known. I would have at least known. Yeah. The moment I realized it was actually feasible, I'm like, uh, do it. Right. Yeah. And, and I just did. And it worked wonderfully. Right. And I, I mean, something like that can't even really bomb necessarily. It's just one of those no. things where it's like, okay, it didn't work and you move on and don't do it again. I think that's so, also, well, it. you don't know that you, you get what, when you get a service call, they're not going to say, Hey, I got your number off the porta potty or I looked you up because you know right. what I mean? You don't know that. Right. You know, if it wasn't a ton of money to do it, it's worth doing. Well, another thing that we did, um, the first October, the first Halloween we were in business um, was the year of COVID. It was 2020. And so there was all this talk about people might not trick or treat and all this stuff. And so yeah, every, right. everyone moved from their front door to the end of their driveway. As yeah, if it was that so somehow dumb. made it safer, right? It was so dumb. And then they stood back six feet and then they had candy in yeah, the Yeah, they bowl. had all these contraptions to like launch the candy yeah, at they you had and all slides. this. Yeah. Like you put it on a slide and it'd shoot it yep. towards the kids and then there so was just seventy five Snickers in the cul de sac. It was so we, dumb. We set up a uh, we set up a fire pit in the driveway, had our music going on the outdoor speakers and everything else. And I went and had a bunch of koozies made up with our, our logo on them and our little slogan and everything. And we had candy for the kids, but we went and bought cases of beer, and we were handing out beer for all the adults for Halloween. In, in a koozie? In, a, in our koozie. And we figured, hey, it's been a rough year. You probably need this, right? Yeah. We got two, like, over $8,000 jobs from those koozies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what started is like, oh, yeah, I should just do that. Yeah. Boom, $16,000 in revenue just from those koozies. Yeah. The company that I was at in Warrensburg, we had those just those cheap koozies made up. Mm-hmm. We, I, I mean, 
he must have ordered like four cases of them. They were gone in like two months. Yeah, gone. I still see them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's great stuff. Uh, I won't say her name because I don't know if she would want me to say. I see her out at um, going into Captain's yeah. one day, and she literally gets out. She was not driving. She gets out of the car, and she's got one, and her beer is in there. And yep. this, these things are literally now. They're old. They're 15 they're, years yeah, old. Say, they're 12 they're plus years old. They're 15 years old, and she's still got it. Yep. And I'm just like, wow. How has that thing lasted? Yep. Well, it's because she, she took like 15. Yeah. You know, and just keep, keep rotating them in. Right, right. But, I mean, those are cheap. Yeah. You yeah, can give I mean, them out. It's, I mean, everything costs, but it's just, you got to look at what's the return, right? Yeah. So, um, third and final topic for today. Quick topic, Mitch. We got Beyond like. Beyond the void topic. 15 minutes. Is leveling the playing field. So. My mic smells funny. Austin's over there giggling at my just, my announcer topic, they, leveling the playing it's field. It's always so like idealistic. It's never just like here's what you can do to help yourself succeed. It's always like leveling the playing field. So, which yeah. is a weird cat. <laughs> so this last weekend in football, hit me. What do you got? Tom Brady first loses off, his temper. Chiefs two zero. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go Chiefs. Everybody else. Uh, Tom Brady loses his temper and destroys another tablet valued at $800, totaling now $1,600 in tablets he's destroyed live on air in a fit of rage on the sidelines at the NFL in front of millions of viewers. <sighs> Giselle told me she wouldn't have sex with me anymore. I'm going to break <laughs> this tablet. He uh, he gets no fines, no, I'm, no I'm, suspension. I mean, I respect Tom Brady, but, I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay. Mike Evans, uh, also on the Bucks. Gets into a fight live on TV in yeah. front of millions of viewers. Him and Lattimore get into it again. And uh, he receives a one-game suspension. Okay? Yeah, that's probably right. Yep. Fight during a game, one game. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. It was pretty bad. I mean, it was a brawl. It was a brawl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. One game's probably right. And, and you got to hand it to Tom Brady for picking the fight and then cleverly not getting involved in it at all. Have like, you noticed he's done that like oh, 10 he's times? he's really good career. at it, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just like my brother. Like the instigator. Not, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Not touching you. Yeah. I'm not touching you. Not touching you. Like I. Like your fingers. Like right next to your eye. They're just talking shit the whole time. Yeah. And then you turn around and punch him in the face, and now you're in trouble. Yeah. He'll pester like the lumberjack we sitting next to you at the bar, but somehow make it look like you did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Josh Banks listens to this. That's a Josh Banks thing too. Yeah. <laughs> just talking shit. He's two foot tall. So. Ugh. So then you got Willie Gay. Willie Gay is a Chiefs player. Um, last. January, February, something like that. Yeah, it was January. He was in an argument at his ex-girlfriend's home, and during the argument, he damaged a vacuum valued at less than $1,000. This happened in the privacy of her home. He also allegedly pushed her onto the couch. However, no domestic violence charges have been filed. The only charge that has been filed is property destruction of property less than $1,000. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was his own vacuum. Didn't he pay for it? Yeah. And why is it yeah. all, why is it now? Why wasn't it last game? Well, because the like, justice system takes forever to roll. Well, and I mean, let's be fair. This happened like January, February. It takes some time to figure out exactly what happened. Come on. You, what are you gonna, you're Come not going to suspend him for the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, you know I, what I'm it saying? just depends. Like, like, they could they could have like you know suspended did, someone else like a Super month Bowl later. Last year. But that's what I'm saying. Okay. Is is it, it happened at they the very end of the, the season? Oh, okay, gotcha. There were no games to suspend him on then, right? Gotcha. NFL 
Week two, Chiefs come out hot, 2-0. and And we got four banger games coming up. Mm. NFL all of a sudden now. First off, they're not banger games. We play the Colts, and they haven't scored but like seven points in right. two weeks. Okay. They suck. But, but I get it. I get what you're saying. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, nine months later. It's always the timing that just We've got suspicious. a four-game suspension for Willie Gay for damaging a $1,000 vacuum in the privacy of his ex-girlfriend's home. Yeah. We don't do anything to Tom Brady for trashing tablets oh, on the field. Tom Brady... Th- Right. Golden Boy can't get in trouble. And and who is it? Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. So how many games has he suspended? Eight? Uh, I think he was originally was four or six, and now it's 11. Okay. They so, came back and gave him 11 because literally they had the same argument you're about to make right now. They said, okay, four-game suspension. I can't remember if it was four or six, but then everyone literally lost their minds. They're like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. You're getting... What is he? Because he's a quarterback. Because they traded. Like what do you? And then they came back. They're like, no, we're gonna give him eleven. Yeah. Okay, that's more fair. Right. So the what's wild with all of this? So the the Tom Brady event and the Mike Evans event happened on Sunday. Yeah. In the same game. Penalties. You know they're in the same game. Same team, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same game. That's what I'm saying. Different different events, same game. They yeah. happened on Sunday. Penalties were handed out Monday, the day after the event. Yeah. Willie Gay, well, it's nine the, months later. It's because the law's involved. If the law's involved in but, every situation, it's, I get it. it's it's later. So the Deshaun Watson thing, that was like a year ago. I get it. I get it. They had ago, to wait actually. for things to settle. Nothing legally has come out all of a sudden now for Willie Gay. Yeah. It's, had, nothing legal has changed with the Willie Gay thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, the, the, the penalty has been assessed. or like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's literally just they're now all of a sudden choosing to do it. And this is the NFL's way of trying to influence the outcome of games and increase viewership and try to make things appear more exciting. I'm going to play devil's advocate just okay. because I can. If you want to grow, if you want to, oh, this is going to be weird. If you want to bring attention to your sport, not during viewership, Mm -hmm. just in general, you suspend Tom Brady for four games or one game. If you, what do we talk about all the time? All publicity is good publicity. If you were to suspend him one game, people would be going nuts. Okay. You would get that you know, everything going on. And then people would watch that first, that one game just to see how they can do without him, how he and, and his face on the sideline or in the box or yep. where, you know, whatever it is. Yep. I don't know if they can be in the stadium. I don't think they can be in the stadium. Like, They'll kind of suck that you're sitting on the stadium and just watching your team. Just get, I think they can <laughs> well, sit in the stands like in the owner's box and you know, they would show them. So I'm not going to say that, that's the way, but I will say that does allow them to quote unquote. It's almost impossible to fix a game in the NFL, right? But you can make sure you can't fix the game, but you can make sure the best players are on the field, right? Right. You can do that. Yeah, and 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 you can also make sure that players aren't on the field, right? You can you have some players, yeah, that you can choose and and affect them mentally, right? Uh, another prime example of this is um so so these we we talked about those three just because they all happened on monday 
right? Yeah. The, and, the, and the, the penalties see, or lack thereof were handed out yeah, on Monday. And Willie Gay, I mean, Willie Gay being out isn't... It's not chi- crucial. The chi- it, it's just ironic it's timing. Crucial, it's 10% crucial. Like, he's a he's yeah. one of our best defensive players. But I think that they'll still... Like, I know... The Colts are going to get an ass stomping. Yeah. For sure. And then I don't remember who we play next. Do we play but Tampa Bay? The reason, like, remember. they don't really have anybody else they could try to take out, is what I'm saying. So, yeah. um, take take last year uh, and the year before. Uh, Tyreek Hill would be notorious for having the semi-trashy move of throwing up the peace sign as he would blow a defender and score a touchdown. And he would not get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on the field but then a few days later he would get fined 10 to 20 thousand dollars for throwing up the peace sign after burning a defender well he first off he didn't he didn't get fined every time nope which is makes which makes your argument that they're trash second off i love it yeah okay like okay this this whole thing of you can't trash talk at all right is garbage and it makes it makes the country as a whole weaker. It does. Like, if you can't go on the basketball court with your buddies, and when you really dunk on them, yeah. I can't dunk. I'm just using this thing. Right, right, right. If you can't talk shit, yeah. it takes the whole meaning away from it, okay? Right. Guess what? It sucks to suck. So yeah. having a peace sign flashed in your eyes is not that yeah. big of a thing. I hate this. Uh, oh, you just can't stand over him for... Look, you can't stand over the guy and talk smack for 20 seconds, but you should be able to stand over him after you lay him out for two. Right. Okay? Make him think about what he did. Yeah, right? I just I don't understand like this weak mentality right. that we're trying to ingrain in everyone now. Like, yeah. oh, you just can't. Everyone's well, got to be nice, and we got to have so, this utopia, and we got to have all this stuff. And rah, 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 rah. all it does is raise a bunch of pussies. So, so what was the what was the argument for finding Tyreek Hill? They didn't want that image. They didn't want that unsportsmanlike image to be broadcasted in front of millions of viewers on TV, right? Yeah, it's because they're trying to make everybody a bunch of girls. Okay, I get it. Hold the same standard to Tom Brady when he trashes a tablet on live TV. I agree with that 100%. How is that behavior any different than Tyreek Hill? I agree 100%. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm not asking for Tom Brady to get kicked out of games. I'm not asking for anything else. But, like, there's literally no fine. Yeah. And like Tyreek Hill damages nothing I other than a guy's reputation. <laughs> I will say, I guarantee, so after the Deshaun Watson thing, everyone, it, it took them three or four weeks to then say, okay, no, we're going to make it this. I guarantee with it, they'll find him. Something's going to happen. I don't know. If I, and see, I'm just, like, I'm such an asshole. Like, if I was Tyreek Hill and I give the guy a peace sign, as I blow by him at 90 miles an hour, and then they find me 20 grand, the next time I do it, the middle finger's going up on national well, TV, and they're finding me four games, and I'm paying $150,000. So, you know, I just. If, if I remember correctly, the first time they find him, the very next game, he burned somebody else, and he burned him so bad, he stood at the one yard line and, and did waited. a backflip to the end zone. Yeah. And he actually got an unsportsmanlike penalty on that one, I think. Um, which is stupid too. Which, which is stupid too. But but you're right. He's like you know I'll raise you up that and do you one better type of thing. Um, the it, it's just it's it's a total tell of the NFL to try to structure how things go. It 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 just it just lands that way. Yeah. So um, the hypocrisy is pretty bad. It's yeah. like a it's like a 
It's a very less. It's like a very less intense Hunger Games. That's why they call it the No Fun League. It's because just. Yeah. It's like they're just trying to kill all the fun that the players are having. Right. They don't understand that we like watching that stuff. Right. You know what I mean. Right. I like I like watching one guy smoke a dude and then stand over him for just a couple seconds and be like, man, what's up? You know, and then what? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, there is something really ironic about a guy with be the change on the back of his helmet, like pummeling somebody out of anger. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah. Are you living up to your values? Yeah. Man? I, do, yeah. I, do, I do get the whole thing of like, I, I feel like there should be some sort of thing of like, we want to make for sure things don't get out of control. But I feel like the whole like throwing the peace sign, that's like way... Yeah, it's so, well, it, it, it's so it, it went so far that he had gloves made that had the peace sign in, in the glove, it, and, and he, he would just, just, he would just wave his hand. Yeah. And he's like, all right, if you're going to find me for wearing the peace sign, yeah, it's so dumb. I'll spend 16 grand making a pair of gloves and do the same fucking thing. Yeah, Can't you get fined so or in trouble for like, when you score a touchdown jumping into the stands? Um, I don't think anymore. I don't think they do that. They, they did it for a while, but then yeah. they were like, well, listen, we can't let people in Green Bay do it and then not let other people do it. Right. Well, and then it was like this whole, like, you couldn't have organized team celebrations, right? They which would is, have, like, these which routines. Which is dumb, too. Yeah. Well, like, let them celebrate. Yeah. Like, I want to see them go out there and all dance, right? Yeah. I want to see them act like the football's a bomb and they throw it on the ground and then they all, like, fall out. Like, if that's all the funny. linemen do the cha-cha slide, I mean, that makes my the whole game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nothing better. What's John Madden say in the replacements? You know what I like most about a fat guy score? It's because then you get a fat guy dance. <laughs> that's. I mean, it's just it's great. People yeah. people want to see that stuff. I wish they just let them do I, more of it. I think it was right. our uh, last bowl win. Whenever I think it was the 49ers when they just, they celebrated prematurely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then they were all like pyramided up, and yep. then like ten minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh crap! What did we do? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, good. that's what comes with it, right? Like, I, I'm never a fan, as is, yeah. is I'm raising Story our boys. Mitch's love. The pride comes before the fall. Well, as I'm raising our boys and all this stuff, as they were going through sports, if they did a single great play and they showboated at all, I was on their ass. Because my motto was, you don't showboat until you achieve the objective, and the objective yeah. is a win. Yeah. You have one good play. You don't earn the right to showboat. You win, then you earn the right to celebrate. So... That that was my well, yeah. that was my foot going down because I didn't want it to I, I didn't want him to take the mile on any inch that I was going to give him on momentary <laughs> yeah. celebrations like it's that. that. Pride comes NFM. before the fall. Yeah. No fun, Mitch. Yeah. No fun, Mitch. <laughs> because I do get it. Like if they if they didn't have any rules, it, things could get out of hand. But I'm like I feel like they set the bar so low. Yeah, these aren't even rules. Yeah. Yeah. Where is the rule that says? Yeah. Like you can or can't break a tablet on the sidelines. Mm. Where's the rule that says you can't go well, they, break they a Dyson? Well, they do have a rule. If, if, at any, if, if you bring down the NFL, in this, they have this blanket coverage rule, they can do whatever they want. It's, the hung, right. it's like the Hunger Games. Like I know it's kind of like a, a stretched analogy. Yeah, no, no, it very just, much is. Yeah. Like, Send out the tracker jackers because somebody's getting an unfair advantage. What the fuck's a tracker jacker? Have you never seen Hunger Games? I mean, like, yeah, sort of. Well, I mean, like have to watch a bunch is, of parts. I don't... Like, what they'll do is, like, their Hunger Games is, like, televised. What's, tra- what's a... No, stop. What <laughs> the fuck is a tracker jacker? Uh, it's like a mm, badass, intelligent wasp. Yeah. Oh, they, like, send it out and it stings you and fucks you up or something? Well, they make them appear around the one person that's getting a... Oh, like, okay. We gotta bring, they're, they're getting a little too far ahead. We gotta bring oh, them back. Okay, right? I gotcha. Okay. Or it's like they'll see... Deliberate sabotage. From the powers that be. That's yeah, a, yeah deliberate yeah. sabotage. A lot of okay. people like teaming up. And they're like, hey, we want these guys fighting each other. Like, let's change the rules. Yeah. 
you know, hmm. willy-nilly. Interesting. Yeah. Never thought I'd get a Hunger Games reference. You well, never know. Basically Where like are you finding these guys at? <laughs> There's a homeless shelter down the street. Yeah, the soup kitchen. Yep. Hey, you want to be a videographer? <laughs> Hold this. Point it here. <laughs> Just press record. Just press record. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Austin. I've, I've been tough on him the last couple of episodes. We got some big stuff coming down the pipe, that's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. So... All right, well, that about wraps it up for this episode. So we ran, what, three minutes long? That's okay. That's all right. So um, if you guys liked what you heard, please do us a favor and help share this show with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company, or maybe they started their company and they're floundering a little bit or running a little aimless, maybe and maybe they, they need a little direction. Or maybe they just want to have a good laugh. Or maybe they just want to have, maybe yeah. they want to hear stories about a kid smashing charcoal all over their house. Like, who knows? Genius. Genius. The guidance. That's his nickname is Charcoal Diamond. Charcoal Diamond. <laughs> Too much. Yep. So until next time, guys, we will see you later. Uh, see ya. Peace.